This episode is brought to you by Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Mitchley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. <laughs> don't we? We have that pre-recorded, right? No, that, no, we don't. Do that's that the one that throws us every time. Sarah was doing it for a while. But you talked first, and so I was like, oh, she's totally going to do it I'm today. I'm totally going to do it today. This is <laughs> the day that is the we day. Should, you would think that two years in that we would be like, are you doing it? And we would just no, set, set we the have precedent. zero. We have zero discussion about that beforehand. <laughs> we should really do that. Because mm-hmm. we're that professional. We're not a shit show. <laughs> totally a shit show. <laughs> It's not a shit show. Our it's organic. Know it. Like we just literally lied to our listeners because like, they know better. Well, we're gonna do we're gonna do a positive mindset reframe and be like, we are just like to things to happen organically. Sure. Or you're authentic. <laughs> I like to show up authentically. Exactly. Exactly. As the shit show that I am. <laughs> totally own that. I own my extra. Ooh, I have to add that to my quote list. So there's a video crew coming today because I'm filming my speaker reel and they're doing like all the B-roll and some interviews and stuff like that. But they asked for like quotes that they can throw in text in the video. Yep. And I was like, I came up with a few and I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Sarah. What do uh, I say? That definitely yeah. I own my extra yeah. needs to be on there. Yeah. So I'll add that to the list. But like, of course, feelings are neither good nor bad. They just are. Of course that's on there. Of course it's on there. You are totally my work wife because that is what I do with Matt when he's told me something like the same joke, like 50 freaking times, (laughs) the same phrase. And he says it and I just roll my eyes and I felt my eye roll. I felt your eye roll. But yeah, so we'll have to pick them out as I say them. Just be like, oh, there's another one so that I'll type them down. And I won't forget them when we walk out of the room or when the video crew shows up. That's awesome. Because we know what happens to you when you get on on the other side of any camera. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. That's what it looks like, Jillian. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I was just going to ask, so a speaker reel. So what do you, what are you going to be speaking on? The speaker reel is for people who want to be or who are public speakers. And it gives the clip of why you're so fabulous, which yeah. I don't know why I have to have a professional video just to like show off my fabulousness because. Yeah, have you seen Instagram? Just, have you just yeah. seen me? Like you listened to me? What? Let me pause you for a second. <laughs> Listeners, the other voice that you hear in the background oh, yeah, we is our guest that we have not introduced yet because we just were having too much fun. Yeah. So let's introduce our guest so that everybody can know who is attached to the third voice. Like Sarah, this is God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies. So, uh, you guys should totally do a tongue in cheek interview with God one day. Just bring somebody in and just have them play God. <laughs> Oh, the God Twitter feed just makes me happy. I was like, we haven't introduced Jillian yet. I know, but like, it's you said you wanted it to be organic, and I wasn't sure if I could talk or not, so I just figured I would. That is the purpose of your being here. That's why we have a co-hosted interview show for the guest to speak. But she asked me a question, so I was just answering it. That's Whatever. That's Jillian, fair. tell us about yourself and what do you do? <laughs> and then I promise she'll answer your question. That's fine. <laughs> right. So I am Jillian Lama. I'm the founder of the Body You Crave podcast and the Body You Crave method. So I help women end emotional eating, lose excess weight, eating the foods they love, and feel amazing in their body. No cheating required. So I specifically work with women who have, they've lost the weight before. But then it's found them. And then they just feel like shit about themselves because now they've gained all that weight back. And that's one thing we don't ever talk about with diets is the maintenance aspect and what happens when we gain it back inevitably because we deprived and restricted our way trying to be thin enough and it's just unsustainable. And so we, yeah, our self-confidence and our self-belief just start to take a plummet. It falls through the floor and then we, we feel like crap. And then we wonder, can I ever do this? Is this really it? Maybe I should just love this body that I'm in, even though I'm not really happy. Or how do I learn to be happy and love my body and still want to lose weight at the same time? Are these like contradictory things? There's so much out there as to what's right or wrong or good or bad. And mm-hmm. so really my mission is just to help women like, figure out how to do it on your own terms. And like I said, eating the foods that you love. Mm-hmm. 
And I recently did made this shift from the like right, wrong, good, bad, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was doing the sound bath over at Sarasana. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about right thoughts, feelings, actions. And of course, when you hear right, mm-hmm. your brain automatically then goes the polar of wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, good, bad. And I was like, that still feels like shame language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not about right or wrong or good or bad. And so I was like, I'm going to start saying aligned Mm -hmm. thoughts, aligned feelings, aligned actions. Mm -hmm. And so so now instead of telling my children, do you think that was a good choice? I don't do that. Because then they hear I am bad. bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I go, do you think that's an aligned choice with who you are? So like when we, yeah. And when we were at your house for 4th of July and Matt was like, how should I cut up the watermelon? Should we chunk it or slice it? I was like, what's in alignment for you? He gave me the work wife look. <laughs> and it was like, I had to do it. I had to she, ask You were channeling your inner Sarah. You were and like, I knew you. what the response was going to be because my husband lives in that world too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. We're like, what's in alignment for you? Motherfucker, why do I have to talk about what's in fucking alignment? Again, why can't I just say things? But to the fact the fact that we're questioning how to even chop up a watermelon as should I slice it or cube it? Or do I right. punch it with stars? Or does it look like this? What if we just decided like there weren't wrong decisions or Correct. there weren't wrong right. actions? Or yes. what if we just decided that, oh, we'll learn from everything? What if there was no right or well, there is right yeah. and wrong? No, there well, can be, something. but there are but like, like we can take it too far. Killing people is wrong. Sure, absolutely. Abusing right. people is wrong. <laughs> Malicious action, that's wrong. Embezzling, also wrong. Correct. I mean, there's, but there but are. But what if I'm embezzling for the right reasons? No, you to cannot save be Robin people. Hood. No, <laughs> being Robin Hood is still, while well intentioned, is still wrong. However, <laughs> I think that there are constructs in which we place that black and white thinking mm-hmm. where it doesn't apply because everywhere right. else we're categorizing our brain is trying to compute like we're yes. we naturally are driven to do that but if you are looking at it from a perspective of because those are the messages we've been we've internalized for mm-hmm. 70 decades. plus year mm-hmm. decades and decades right like that eating this is wrong eating this is right mm-hmm. even when we talk about like healthy eating versus a healthy depends on the person and there's no like way to define what that means because you can have four people in the same house that have to eat different things because of just what's healthy for them. And what's interesting is the whole all or nothing because this actually happened last night. So, mm-hmm. of course, the serendipitous of you being on here today. And I was thinking about it in the Because shower. it was in alignment. It, exactly. It exactly. <laughs> of, of the all or nothing thinking, right? Yeah. So last mm-hmm. night for a few weeks, craving body you crave, I was like, man, it would be so fun to have a build your own tater tot or French fry, like load when you go to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so we, that's what we did. I got all the ingredients. I got like the meat for the pork. If you want the shredded pork and mm-hmm. bacon and the cheese and sour cream and guacamole, like all. And then every, so it was like a station. Everybody yeah, could a, pick what they wanted. A potato bar. Correct. I had a mashed potato bar at our wedding. And it was so Ooh, We had seven that. different kinds of mashed potatoes. We had one sweet potato and then we had... Blue cheese, garlic, like herb. Like, yeah, there was like seven potatoes. Yeah. It was when it was a mashed nice. potato bar. We, they they we couldn't decide which one yeah. we wanted, so we said, "Can we have all of them and do a mashed potato bar?" He's that's new, but yeah. <laughs> and you had a fried potato bar, air fried potato bar, baked potato bar last night. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And These so, are tater tots and fries. Those are potatoes. You had a starch. Totally. You had a exactly. starch bar. Exactly. So excited. Put Matt like puts it, you know, puts the fries on. I make my thing, da, da, eat it, and it's amazing. Like it was so freaking good. And then I felt like I'm gonna die mm-hmm. <laughs> because I went to instead of the middle gray area, I went all mm-hmm. of course. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah! and then literally like thirty minutes later, I was so physically my mm-hmm. stomach was uncomfortable. Oh it yeah. Hurt, yeah. Hurt, hurt, so uncomfortable all night. And this morning I thought of it and I was like, that was the stupidest shit. Because I could have what I ate was essentially when they bring the appetizer to mm-hmm. the table for everyone at the freaking table to yes. partake in it. I ate that whole shit myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ate all. The all. Yeah. And was like, of course you feel like ass. That was stupid. My body craved that, but why wouldn't I just take 
my plate as if I would, and I'm sharing it at the restaurant with everybody else, then Mm -hmm. I would have still enjoyed it and would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have felt like shit afterward. We need to explore that question. So a lot of times we start like the next day, we're like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I eat that? I have a whole podcast on why did I eat that last night? (laughs) Like, Because it happens all the time. And it still does happen to me occasionally. And I think we need to just get curious about why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. But from a detective standpoint, not from the shame, Mm -hmm. not from I'm such a moron. I know better. This was stupid because there's a little bit of beating yourself up there too. So we have to learn how to take that step back and recognize that, okay, that's not helpful. That's never gotten me anything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And now how can I really truly answer this question? Why? And really we start to work backwards and we look at, all right, what was I feeling? What was I thinking? What was happening? How was my day? How was my week? Was I trying to compensate for some kind of stress or anxiety? Was I just really looking forward to having these potato fries? I was really fucking excited. Right. Like a lot of times. (laughs) And you know what? We can be emotionally eating for positive reasons too. We're like, I love this food. This Mm -hmm. is amazing. I love the people I'm with. This is so much fun. And the thing to remember too, whenever you're eating and it like, it tastes so good. And you're like, this is amazing. To always think about number one, hey, the more I save tonight, the more I can enjoy this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to eat it all tonight. And two is, oh, if I really love this and if we all really love this, we can do this again tomorrow if we really wanted to. We can do this again in a couple nights. We can do this every week. This can be a weekly occurrence to where it's not this all or nothing kind of thing. Totally. Because it's not bad. When we limit our moralization of food, we stop moralizing ourselves based off of what we eat. And now it's because a lot of times we overeat and overindulge because we're doing something bad. It's why ruin a whole week eating this one piece of cheesecake when I'm just going to eat all of it in one night. Fuck yes, I do that. All right. Because then I'll be like, I'll eat healthy the whole rest of the week. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I think what's really interesting too is like as our our bodies evolve and as we grow, as things happen, as genes Mm -hmm. get activated, right? Like I can no longer eat dairy. I can no Mm -hmm. longer eat grain. Yeah. And life sucks. Mm -hmm. Like it really, and there are days where I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to eat that cheeseburger and I'm going to be happy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. And I know the consequences of it, but it literally like it has taken away the joy of eating for me. But you're, but you're also creating unnecessary suffering for yourself because you're telling yourself life sucks because no. I don't get this food. Listen. I am pushing away from the <laughs> podcast table. That was very like, listen, Linda, from that old yes. YouTube. <laughs> listen, Linda. She was Linda, like, Linda, you listen. don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> you do not understand what role ice cream has played. in my, Like, we were out getting ice cream with our kids, and Sarah was like, I'm so sad for you. I was like, I'm okay. Like, is it, So is it the dairy? Can you do dairy-free ice cream? Can you do coconut milk ice cream? Are there other I alternatives? I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Hey, but that's a choice and you get to own that, right? I totally just like, do. Just like I it is to want, own the consequences, like you said. Me, yes, yes, yes. Don't tell me that the bacon mm-hmm. <laughs> tastes like bacon. Okay. Have you tried not a moo? Because I will go out and buy you some of that and it is delicious. It's like all the people that told me to drink the nut pods when we were doing, when we do Whole30 and they get the nut pods and I'm like, fuck no, that shit's nasty. I'm going to drink my hydrogenated palm oil (laughs) shit creamer because that shit makes me happy. Yeah. You know what? You will have to rip that out of my cold, dead hand. And you know what? And that's okay. And that's my issue with, again, like the Whole30. It's like, why give up the things that you love? Why try and force yourself to drink like crappy coffee if you right. really don't like it that no, way no I just don't. enjoy the stuff exactly. that you like and when you're ready to make an up level yep. go for right. it like right. then change it that, the, what, but, the creamer's never coming out of my and i love what you said, i go and buy like four at a time mm-hmm. it is yeah Shit. the morality yeah. of food like, but i think it's an important conversation to have that, show what, notes joe show notes morality he's gonna of listen food. to it <laughs> when he edits it i'm like title <laughs> so I am also coming from a family where my dad's been gluten and dairy free for mm-hmm. 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. So we've tried all of the things, right? Like my mom got me some uh-huh. sheep's milk yogurt to try. Okay. And it's, and it's fine. But I think we need to have that conversation around the grief uh-huh. that occurs when you do have to make diet yeah. changes. Agreed. Because it is a grieving process and it is a choice, right? Sure. Like there, I've already said, like when we make it back to Rehoboth and I'm going to yep. go to Double Dippers and have somebody bring me back ice cream to the mm-hmm. house and I'll sit in the bathroom and eat my ice cream if I have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And I'd be fine with that choice mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have a special blend that mm-hmm. is only made for them of the soft serve, which is like extra creamy deliciousness goodness heavenly wonderful Mm -hmm. so i'll forego the do you you want a cooler in the car to bring me some home just saying yeah i I can give you you can totally do that can i get in on that yeah because that sounds yummy totally (laughs) totally 
Um, and but like I'll skip the National Ice Cream Day trip uh-huh. to Andia's for those like amazing things because and it's as amazing. But if I'm going to make the yeah. choice, it's going to be something, right? Yeah. So, it's, but it, you still have to reconcile. Uh Right. That your lifestyle has to change, that your choices on a daily basis have to change and you have to set yourself up for success. So one Mm -hmm. of the things that I do is like I go Trader Joe's is right down the road and I notice the difference when I have prepped my food for the week and I'll go to Trader Joe's and I'll get hard boiled eggs and I'll get fruits and I'll get nuts and I'll get all the things that I'm supposed to eat. So that way I don't beat myself up when I'm like, shit, what am I going to eat? So I either Mm -hmm. don't eat or I'll go get a salad at Wendy's or whatever, which is still a good choice. Mm-hmm. but not the best choice for yeah. what, you know? Well, and that's beautiful that you said that because I believe we have good, better, and best. And mm-hmm. we can start to categorize and put everything in the good column, mm-hmm. even the food. And and then the only food that you might want to put in the bad column is food that makes you feel like shit, that you're really just going to say, nope, I'm not going to eat this. And I'm, I'm just going to consciously choose not to eat this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll have it once a year. It's a very special occasion or it's a specific event or time frame. But then everything else is good. And then you can start to move things over to the, what's a better What's the best? Mm -hmm. How do we level up? But we create that baseline that we know that we can hit. And I think that's what's really key. And when we stop moralizing the food, when the food is not bad, now I can enjoy it. And that's how we start to create a healthier Mm -hmm. relationship with all of it to where I don't have to binge on it because I can have my cake tomorrow and the day Mm -hmm. after that and the day Mm -hmm. after that. Like I can plan it and I can eat it. And when I eat it consciously and very aware and you eat it when you're truly hungry and you stop it satisfied, there's a lot, there's some key pieces in here about eating the foods that you love and still being able to lose weight. And a lot of it is really recognizing the emotional attachment we have to it Mm -hmm. and the overeating tendencies we often have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then making peace with any grief that you might feel about not being able to eat certain foods and having to change lifestyles and yeah, allow yourself to be angry and frustrated and Mm -hmm. pissed off and feel the feels. Absolutely. Because feelings are neither good nor bad. They just are. (laughs) She got it in twice, Joe. Twice Twice. in one episode. (laughs) I have a question. Earlier we were talking about enjoying the potato bar and from a scientific standpoint, I don't know. I wonder if you know the answer to this. Mm -hmm. If we were to... Heed that advice, which I do all the time. I think a lot of people do cheat day and then you mm-hmm. just overdo cheat day because you're mm-hmm. like, it's cheat day. Yep. And then you just go nuts. Yep. But you're thinking about it. You're eating the same amount of, in this case, hash browns and potatoes and yumminess. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put all that in your body. Is it any different than if you did all that in your body a little bit over three days? Or is it, is it, is it better for you, worse for you to eat a small amount of bad food over three or four days? Than to eat a huge amount of bad food. It is better to eat a small amount of your, quote, bad food over the course of the week than to eat it all at once. Not just from the guilt and shame standpoint that we end up with, like the psychological impacts of it, but then from a physiological standpoint. We often, when we have that healthier relationship with food and we can eat a little bit of it at a time, we are now more likely to stop eating when we are truly satisfied and we're not overeating and Mm -hmm. overindulging. And we can set ourselves up for just in general, like smaller portions throughout the week, it's better and it's challenging for people. And that's the thing is you're going to have to practice, which means you're probably going to overeat still and you're going to eat when you're not hungry. And it's about really just practicing and trying this because we've really trained our brains to be all or nothing. And that's it. We've trained our brains to be all or nothing, but it's training our body too. So what you're saying about the smaller portions, it's because, uh, it's not stretching your stomach. And so you're practicing shrinking that so that your sen- your satisfied level is less, mm-hmm. right? And so I've been doing that since November. Mm-hmm. And I've got I've gotten to this place and now I'm like, okay, I've been practicing and like being really mindful and total complete transparency. I was on prescription weight loss meds that were gems and did amazing things. And, but I stopped, like I'm done with them. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, <gasps> So like last night when I was like, oh my God, I just stretched my stomach. Son of a bitch. I've been working (laughs) since November on making it smaller so that I could eat the smaller portions and still totally be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just stretched it last night. Damn it. But you can. But that's why. And again, the all or nothing thing. I just ruined it. Yeah. But you could like, you can go. And so for the happy medium, I think is like saying, you know what? I'm in the mood for it's a day where I'm open to the idea that I'm going to eat shit that's not great for me. Like that I could make a better choice. But I really want that beef and broccoli and those egg rolls from China Chef. So I'm 
I'm going to go and I'm going to eat it, but I'm not going to engorge myself. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yes. yes. And that's yes. what I'm saying is when Joe right. was asking, do you eat it all in once or spread it out? It's always better to your point to spread it out just from the physiological of the, you're not stretching it to then you're, pra- you're still right. practicing. But even if you just eat a small amount mm-hmm. one day, like yeah. it's either yeah, way, like, like, you, you are have not to figure gonna out ruin. what's going to work for you. Right. And one night of overeating is not going to ruin the last like seven, no. eight months that you have been practicing. It's right. not like a sweater that you put in hot water and then ju- did like exercises with, right? That it's ruined mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Good to know. So <laughs> about I, three days. Three days? <laughs> so where is the, the day? Where, where is the where limit? Because National stretching. Ice Cream Day was so, last weekend. <laughs> so the key here though is not to be looking at like, ah, oh, damn, I stretched my stomach. It's why was I overeating and really identifying yeah. and understanding like emotions and thoughts. We all have thoughts that drive our feelings mm-hmm. and the feelings that drive the emotions. So if we can start to identify and pinpoint these thoughts, and a lot of times it's a permission giving thought. It's an right. excuse, a justification. Totally. Well, we never have this. It tastes so good. I deserve it. I worked really hard. Mm-hmm. It's been really stressful. We have all kinds of things we tell ourselves. And a lot of times they fly under the radar and we just aren't aware and attuned to it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. This is an opportunity to bring that awareness. But Yeah, the awareness is always the first step. But I, so I gained 25 pounds when I was pregnant, lost all about 25 pounds. I'm now back to my like pre-baby body. He's now eight months. And I still, there were times where I overate, times when I emotionally ate. I was not perfect. I still ate cheeseburgers and fries and pizza. I ate ice cream because I'm an ice cream lover too. Mm -hmm. Drank wine, cocktails. Like I did not restrict. And could I have done it faster? Probably. Mm -hmm. But now I actually can maintain this weight loss. Like Mm -hmm. I feel good about it. And it's not something that I have to be fearful around food or have to punish myself with the gym or with weights or with Mm -hmm. anything like that. Because a lot of times that's why we're it's, it's like it's punishment. Right. This number is too high on the scale. This pant size is too big. Therefore, you don't get to eat those foods. You have to do this Mm -hmm. exercise. That's ultimately what it's come down to. And it's really come out of because I am a geriatric millennial as well. Mm-hmm. If y'all have not listened to that episode, go back and listen yes. to it because it's amazing. Super fun. Um, Love it. But Love it. I, I grew up too where it was like fat was bad, calories in, calories mm-hmm. out. And we now have science that debunks that, but we still have a hard time letting go of those thoughts. And so for a long time, I grew up feeling like, all right, fat is bad and carbs are bad and sugar is bad. And I just need to be eating like lean meat and vegetables and I need to be running a lot. And then I was like surprised when I was like, oh, why was I eating peanut butter out of the jar with a spoon back in my dorm room? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's physiological cravings. And then there was also like the psychological, emotional things and mm-hmm. the attachment that we have to food. And a lot of times we just can't keep going with our diets long term because right. they're, they, they aren't natural and intuitive. And we have all those thoughts that bring us back to well, a little bit won't hurt worked so hard you lost all your weight or whatever it might be well and I think you there's two things I want to jump on for that one shifting the motivation mm-hmm. and the motive underneath and so for those listening I want to be very clear yes I was on weight loss medication and I was also working out in movement and so before it would have been I have to punish myself because mm-hmm. I ate so now I have to work out mm-hmm. now I I shifted my motivation and my intent underneath that. And mm-hmm. I am exercising and I'm engaging in movement because it feels good. Yes. Because it makes my body feel strong and powerful and healthy. And I'm not in pain anymore. After mm-hmm. having my boys, it did a number. I had two back labors. It was awful. And I could not bend over and pick up a ball, like literally a beach ball that mm-hmm. weighs nothing mm-hmm. without having to support myself because my core and my back were just out of shit. And now I'm like... My body feels strong now. Mm-hmm. And so that's shifting that motivation and what the intent of why it is that you're doing it, not to punish yourself, but because it feels good. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And for mm-hmm. stress relief, mm-hmm. we can start to like exercise and move our bodies because we enjoy it, because it's fun, because mm-hmm. we relieve stress this way. And so it takes that shift off of, yeah, I have to punish myself. I have to right. make up for what I ate last night or I have to burn so many calories. Yep. Like our bodies are not a Bunsen burner. I know we like this analogy of like calories in, calories out. And it's just a simple math equation that doesn't make up for why we reach for the food. Because we all know what's this, what's good food, what's better food. We all have these ideas around what I should be eating. Mm-hmm. But we don't like, we don't follow through. We know we should put down the bag of Doritos and pick up a bag of carrots or broccoli. And mm-hmm. we don't want to. That's what we've got to start to work on is that relationship to food and why we're reaching for it to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I got to put this out there because you know that we're not just going to come in here and be like, oh, we're just going to not talk about the shit that people would actually say. Okay. Because people can't see you. And I'm sure you get this a lot. Uh I have no doubt that you're prepared for this question. 
Y'all, she is a beautiful woman. And so, and tiny. And so I'm sure people are like, okay, yeah, of course you're the super gorgeous, little teeny tiny And of chick. course you snapped right back. Like, after. Exactly. Like, easy for you. With, yeah. my first, yeah. with my first child, I gained 50 pounds. Uh-huh. And, but in the first week after he was born, I lost 35 because yep. the bulk of that was volume from water retention. Correct. Mm-hmm. But they kept shaming me in the doctor's office about the weight gain and they didn't want me mm-hmm. to gain more than a certain amount. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I literally spent the first five months being nauseous, drinking my food because I had a tactile gag reflex. Mm. So what I could tolerate was drinking protein shakes, peanut butter and jelly and mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And that's what I could tolerate. Mm-hmm. And I didn't eat a whole lot anyway. So it was mm-hmm. really like... And then my second pregnancy, not gaining enough because she was growth restricted. (laughs) So like all of these things, but I know like I would never snap back Mm -hmm. to Jillian's body. And like we Mm -hmm. have these conversations actually in my house because we talk, we are very open about bodies. Like we, there's zero shaming because my husband and I both carry so much crap. Yeah. That we're like, you two are not going to have the crap that we have. But we have Nicholas and I had a very frank conversation about the fact that like, I was like, yep, I know I will never have skinny thighs. Mm-hmm. I'm just built that way. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. I had to come to terms with that though, mm-hmm. because there's all of those shaming jokes about thigh rub and yeah, yeah. all yeah. that Oh, my stuff. thighs still touch. <laughs> like I have thighs that touch. I still have a little bit of a like little belly pooch right here to where if you saw me in a bikini, you'd be like, oh yeah, she looks pretty normal, but she's not like supermodel thin. She's not like, I don't, I I feel like I look good in clothes, Mm -hmm. like maybe even in shorts and a sports bra, but bikinis still, I have to work on my mindset around it because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of judgment and I should be looking like this. And why don't Mm -hmm. I have that? And Mm -hmm. so there's still work that I do and, but it is easy. I think for some people to say, oh, it's easy for you or you have the right genetics or you have the right genetics. How do you get that? You do this for mm -hmm. a living. Mm -hmm. Of course you you look like this. Like, how do you get past that? Because Mm -hmm. honestly, I am sure that is a barrier of people being able to connect because they're doing what you uh-huh. know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. And so how do you uh, break through that barrier? Because it's on This Is Us. Uh-huh. We're there in the support group. Yes. And the little skinny... Yes, Madison. Yes. I'm like, y'all, yes. Her. When she looks yeah. in the mirror, she, she sees yeah. something yeah. totally different. Right. And right. so everybody's got their shit, people. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> Absolutely. We all have our things to work through. And that was a thing with, for me, when I was emotionally eating and I was really at war with food and hated my body... I looked fine on the outside. I was a little bit smaller than I am now. I think I weighed, you know, like 122, 120 instead of 124. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit lighter, but pretty much the same body size. And I hated myself. I hated my body. It was never good enough. And whenever I was 120, I wanted to be 117. If I was 117, I wanted to be 115. And it was like, Mm -hmm. nothing was ever good enough. And so it it is easy to look at the outside and to see something, but to not understand what people go through internally. And so- Now I always, and I don't always assume that people have unhealthy relationships with food, but a lot of times if I look at somebody and they seem like naturally healthy, fit, athletic, I just think like she likely has a healthy relationship with food. That is my go-to thought right now because at the time I didn't, I didn't have a healthy relationship to where I could eat one or two cookies and be satisfied and say that's enough. Mm -hmm. It was either, oh hell no, because I'm going to gain weight. That would be terrible. Or yeah, I'd feel like crap. And then it was like, okay, I guess I'll eat some more. And then like a dozen later, Mm -hmm. maybe I would stop because I felt so sick to my stomach. So it's a process and it's really about finding what fits you best. Mm -hmm. So uh, there were times where being this size, I would have thought like, I still need to lose weight. So there's a lot of body acceptance and just recognizing like, where are you right now? Where do you want to be? What feels good and realistic? And then just working from there. So there are a lot of people, like I've also have a friend who she's, I'm five foot three on a good day. So I'm on the petite size and she is five three and she weighs like 105 pounds. And mm-hmm. that's what works for her and her body. Yep. Now there's a, there's like a 20 pound difference between us, mm-hmm. same height, but we just have I'm not even going to share my weight at being 5'3 on a good day. Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience. If that's you, 
Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today. I love that you brought it up is so I I love MTV and reality TV shows and so yes I do I don't understand it but I love it and so I've watched (laughs) her forever I adore her and I follow her on Insta who Cara okay and she's on the challenge look her up okay I'm gonna have to because I don't know like this is like I'm usually pretty on with like pop culture and stuff but the like the MTV thing Mm, is just mm -hmm. not in my will house Mm -hmm. love her I was like Cara you want to be on the show come join us Mm -hmm. so love her. And she put on there because she's very much like, this is it. And she also looks fucking amazing. It's ridiculous. And she said, yeah, I'm 5'3", 153. And I was like, "You, that's fucking bullshit. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, how do you look like that? And so mm-hmm. it is. We get these numbers like in our head. Mm-hmm. Because if I was 153, that's her. Yes, she's amazing. I would not. Look, when I was 153, mm-hmm. I did not look like that. Well, she has a team of professionals at Viacom who work for MTV to make sure she always looks good at every angle. At every angle, exactly. <laughs> well, like, when yeah. she's on Insta doing her workouts, Well, she has she a person on amazing. Insta that's making sure... Those check influencers. Out her, that's that's check such out a her good point. Unfiltered shit. I'm telling you. I know, but even their unfiltered shit is stuff that they paid the guy that's really good at making stuff look unfiltered <laughs> to do. But my well, point being, but, is that it's the like we get right. stuck in the numbers game yeah. of. And- yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be 120. Yeah. And we're taking shots of compare schlager all day long about everything. Shots I'm of not compare schlager. <laughs> yes. I knew you would love that. I love that. Like a, so much. In our parenting with our kids, in our marriage, with our spouse, um, with our businesses, with our jobs, careers, with our bodies. Absolutely. Like we are constantly comparing ourselves. Now there's an evolutionary aspect to that where we are always looking at, can I outrun her if a lion comes and attacks us? There are points where we want to just see like, where are we That's in the grand so scheme awesome. of I've things? I've never heard that before. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. But it's, there. there's I'm gonna so much. I'm going to hang out with her because the lion will get her ass first. <laughs> Give me more time to run. <laughs> and a guy's mind, it's like, I can take that guy. Yeah, like, right. It's always like the first thought. Like, like am I, I take that Am I bigger than I him? I'm more jacked, bigger arms, skinny leg. <laughs> we are, that's yeah, just in our culture. And I don't. I and don't, I'm sitting back there going, why? And Who wants to spend that energy? And sometimes it's like, more I don't even of chase like, my fucking kids. I'm like. Oh, right. <laughs> Good luck. Peace be with you. <laughs> and also with you. So Is that a thing? Like, Is that what you're supposed to I say? I like that. That's the Catholic tradition. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> very good. So with comparing yourself, though, and that's something we all tend to do in, in a variety of areas. And that's where we get really hung up is thinking, I should be further along. So now yeah. we should ourselves. Should we don't be. allow that yeah. in no, our house. We don't, do, we don't yes. show that's either. That's a big thing. I yeah. saw last year, I had a friend who had a baby and within six weeks, she looked amazing. And so I was like, shit, I can do that too. And at six weeks- I did not look as amazing as she looked. And I was like, fuck, I'm the weight loss coach too. Oh my gosh, I should be further along. I should have done this by now. And so then it was like, I couldn't even celebrate when I did hit my goal weight because it was like, this took me too long. What were you thinking? You spend an extra three or four months like you should have done this. Never mind the Mm -hmm. grace that you needed to give yourself that you were the first time momming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Keeping a tiny human alive. Yeah. And moving like across the country. Three months is number like, one priority of, yeah. of life at that point. But like yeah. all of this other crap, because you know what? It's that, that, and I hate to, I don't want to blame the celebrity culture and I don't want to point fingers and, but it's but their fault. It is, but she's going to. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not what I'm going to say. But I, because I wanted to caveat that before I'm like, because people believe it yeah. because they see the paparazzi taking photos of these people that literally have personal chefs and full-time trainers and yeah, full-time right. staff to help them reach that goal because their be bodies are- so they're not packing right. it on, on their belly. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. and because all that is happening, like they have those resources- Versus, and that's what we see. And so that's why when we live in those echo chambers Mm -hmm. where we're not giving ourselves grace, where we're not giving ourselves the freedom to be like, hey, that's them with their full-time nannies and Mm -hmm. trainers and chefs and assistants Mm -hmm. and all of the people that help them. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not them. Mm -hmm. So we can't drink the Comparenschlager. Love that. She's stealing it. (laughs) Oh, go for it. um, (laughs) Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But that's where, and I'm not, that's why I said, I'm not blaming celebrity culture. I was making a point of saying that's what people put in their echo chamber and then that's what they see right. and that's what they hear right. and, and then that's what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. listening to Conan's podcast and he had Kevin Hart on and mm-hmm. Kevin Hart was just finishing up a workout and his personal trainer kept walking. It was like his live-in personal trainer. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just a different style. It's just a different, yeah, no wonder I don't look like Kevin Hart. Yeah, I, I don't right. have a personal live-in trainer that cooks my meals yeah. after I get done working out. Yeah. Well, and, and that's not to say that the the opportunity could arise that like you and Brandon and the wives go in on like a compound property and then you would, <laughs> but it would be to your deficits because y'all would just drink bourbon and beer and then. <laughs> well, and I want to be clear too, and it's not because I don't want people to use that as a rationale for doing nothing. Like an yes. excuse of, I don't have those resources, so I can't do anything. Or- yeah, because you can drink your water, right? Like you can drink 65 ounces of water a day and that will help you to lose more weight. Like that will help you to burn fat is when you are staying hydrated. You also will not mistake hunger for thirst when you're right. when you're hydrated. The other thing is like sleep. You will likely burn more fat while sleeping than you will in a one hour workout for most people. That's how it works. Our bodies are going to reset hormones. We're, it's going to repair cells. It naturally detoxes. It is there like for your betterment. And yet we blow it off as like things we already know. Well, give me some better information. Give me some more tips. I already know all that. But are you doing it is the mm-hmm. big question. And so a lot of times we look at other diets that way too. And I had to catch myself doing this just this spring. So I had like five pounds left to go because I was very similar in that gained 25 pounds, lost 20 in the first week. Body wasn't totally back to normal, but was losing inches and the scale stayed exactly the same. So I was at like 130 for months as my body was changing. and I just wasn't tracking that. So I saw my friend. She was like, I lost eight pounds doing the 75 hard diet. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should do 75 hard. Like mm-hmm. it still crosses my mind of maybe I need this thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I thought about it, I was like, no, Jillian, you need to stop eating when you are satisfied. Like you need to stop overeating at every dinner meal and stop crunching and munching on food when you are naturally hungry. When I thought about it for the last week, I was like, okay, I can think of three examples where I was overeating or emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I need to work right. on. And I like the next you thing don't for need, you, what you need is in you, right? Yes. Outside. And yes. then the next thing is going to be like because as your baby grows and there's more food mm-hmm. that you're preparing, you have to reconcile the throwing food away versus saving Ooh, food. That's versus such a that's good it. one. That's what it is a yes. huge thing that like, yes. you see, which it's actually super helpful that the kids eat the normal food and mm-hmm. I don't eat their like I don't eat the I now mainly gluten-free at home and because I'm like I will literally get sick mm-hmm. if I eat that mm-hmm. and that is not a good reward yeah right <laughs> like that's not fun right so I can put those in a baggie and drop them in the refrigerator versus before when I didn't realize what was making me so oh, off yeah. like I would just polish it off and finish the mac and cheese and the pizza mm-hmm. and the did all those things because it's there and we're conditioned not to throw away food correct because you don't want to waste it correct and that y'all comes my from- dad will mm-hmm. put, I shit you not, it may be a green bean the size of this pen cap. Mm-hmm. And he'll put it in a bag in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Dad, can't you throw it out? Somebody's going to want it later. And yes. it's likely he will go and eat it later. But mm-hmm. he's also been known to eat rancid food. So, like, <laughs> you have to take it with a grain of salt. But, like, it it is. It's one of those things that, like, when that generation was conditioned yeah. because they didn't have... Mm-hmm. Yep. And so now they saved and then they created this. They conditioned us. They conditioned us Ah. or, and it's one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. We don't, either we don't cook because we don't want to be bothered with it because we don't want to be those people Mm -hmm. or we do cook and we save and we, it's, it has to, it it goes in these extremes or we just eat it. Because I commend him for putting it in the refrigerator at least instead of eating it. Because a lot of times what we do, especially as moms, is we eat it. I don't want to waste it. I'm not going to throw this away. I'm just going to eat it myself. Yep. But we're either going to waste the food in the trash or we're going to waste it on our ass. Right. Which is great. That's Boom. it. Did you, like, they may, yes, Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah. Did you, you want her to say said? it again? I'm writing it down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we can waste food, but cons- over consuming food, we waste it there too. Right. Mm-hmm. And then wasting food, like we can technically waste the food in the refrigerator, but it feels easier to throw out when it's like moldy. Yes. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. When it goes yes. bad. Yeah. But there's. Agreed. But that's why like for the kid foods, like they make the plates that have the lids that come with them. Oh, that was nice. huge for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, yeah, you just pop the lid on the plate and put the whole plate in the fridge and then right. it's out of sight, out of mind and you can bring it back out for the next feeding mm-hmm. or whatever. But that only works if you actually use the plates <laughs> with, with the lid. So I have a very important question because I don't want us to run out of time. What? Because I want to go around the room. 
So since it's the body you crave, mm-hmm. I want to know, each of us, what is the body you crave? Why do I have to go first? I don't care who goes first. You're looking at me. Put the question I don't want to go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. So the body that I crave is strong and healthy and fit. And she does. And I think about what she does, like what she can do. Like she can bend over easily without being in pain. She can go for a one mile run and have her hips not hurt or Mm -hmm. issues like that. Like she lifts weights three times a week. And she, more importantly, like she feels amazing in her body. It does not matter what other people think about her. Like she is going to dress and feel great in her body and the size and the shape that it's taking on that day. And she's not obsessed with that number on the scale and how much it kind of fluctuates because in maintenance, it's still going to change day to day. Mm-hmm. Does not mean that you just gained two pounds from yesterday. Like mm-hmm. No, it's and that's it blew my husband's mind when we actually tracked it and I showed him that women can actually vary five pounds Yes. Day to day. Yeah. And he was like, how does that even compute? And I was like, because women's bodies are different. The way that we do things are different and we can feel like our hormones are different and all of those things are just different. Mm -hmm. Yes. But you can literally fluctuate five Mm -hmm. pounds on any given day. And you can't have that number as the the carrot that you're chasing. Or now I can talk nice to myself. Now I can be nice mm-hmm. to myself, that sort of thing. Because so much of our worth and value and just positive self-talk gets yeah. so attached to these external things. I had this conversation yesterday with a client that I was photographing because I had to stop in the middle and I was like, listen, you're gorgeous. These photos are stunning. And mm-hmm. it hurts me to hear you say oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. I'm so this and that and the other mm-hmm. thing because I it hurts me to hear that for you, yeah. but not only because it hurts me, I know I've said those things to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I can be out. I'm a little bit removed from it. So I, or a lot better removed from it. So I can look at it more objectively and be wow, like you're doing yourself such a disservice mm. because if you can just reframe it to say, this is where I'm at right now and it's okay. It doesn't have to be this forever if you don't want it to be. Right. And that's, but you still can be gorgeous and beautiful and stunning, like yeah. you said, at stunning. any size, at any weight. Stunning. Are you ready yet? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, go. I really, the reason I was, I didn't want to go first. I didn't know how to answer the question. I think that this is, this is a, an ongoing, as far as I can remember, conversation I've had with myself. So what is the body? I, like the body I crave is not the buffest, skinniest picture, airbrushed, Photoshop per, person out there. It's just the body that I'm comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And whatever that means on that, in that moment, it would be a body that is able to keep up with my kids and, but I'm not running a mile. Mm-hmm. I no, that's fine. That's not happening. I used to do marathons or not marathons, half marathons. And even then I would walk run. I had a walk run mm-hmm. issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't run. It's good. So it turns out I'm really slow. I just, it's somebody who's accepting of the, the body that is, the body I crave is the one that's accepting of the days where the physical goals are accomplished and also the days where they're not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because not every day, and that's something that I've had to reconcile for myself, that I can't, not every day is going to be a good day. Mm -hmm. And that's directly tied to other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can't always control it. And there are days when I will lay in bed and cry, and that's just kind of what happens. And Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I have to learn to accept that. Exactly. I feel that. Mm-hmm. But I can do, you know, that doesn't mean that I can't do other things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But sometimes showing up mm-hmm. is a good day. And the body you crave isn't going to mean shit if you don't also have a life that you love. Right. And you've got to focus on the life piece. And I think we, we get so hung up thinking that the body is going to make me happy and the body is going to do it. But that's one one of the secret messages mm-hmm. clients get on the back end is they're like, oh, wait. But like, I had one of those days yesterday where mm-hmm. nothing I put on was right. Mm-hmm. Everything I put on, I looked in the mirror, I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I am wearing now is going to be good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will reconcile this as I'm driving around all over the place today. Mm-hmm. And it'll be okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was literally, and I haven't had one of those days in a really long time and it felt weird. And I was like, mm-hmm. why today? What is right. happening today? Yeah. Did you have um, figure that piece out? Yeah. It's because of like, I was in the back of my head. It was, we have the video crew coming today. So mm-hmm. that was part yeah. of the, in, I wasn't, it wasn't forefront in my head at that point, but yeah, it right. was 
like that was what was in the subconscious and i was yeah. like i'm not gonna lose 20 pounds overnight so <laughs> mm-hmm. i gotta be good with it where i'm at mm-hmm. and i wish i could have gotten a pedicure this week but i didn't and it'll mm-hmm. be okay i'll just yeah. walk around barefoot or i'll mm-hmm. put my sneakers on either way it'll be fine yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's fine it's all fine yep it's fine i'm fine everything's fine Are you trying to convince us? Or no, I just, I, I just <laughs> right. you know, it was just, it felt like a good moment to pull some bullshit like that. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. I mean, what, I can't change it right. today. Mm-hmm. That's not in my control. Well, and you don't even have to if you don't right. want to. I'm good. <laughs> That's what Spanx who is said for. The, exactly. I'm like, who said there's anything to change? Right. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. It is what it is. What about you? And it's back from what, two years ago when we were in the group together and we did our goals. Yeah. So, yep. I've still had it since then on mm. my bathroom mirror. I love my strong, healthy body and my body loves me. And so it is about, it was healing and being strong again from all of that. So being able to pick up a ball from the ground, being mm-hmm. able to, I was missing that vibrancy. Mm-hmm. That was really the main thing. And so I wanted to feel strong and vibrant and healthy and that I could walk without go for a walk around the neighborhood without being like oh my god so now we just do that because it's north carolina summer and it's hot exactly (laughs) uh so for me no matter how fit you are you're gonna be like (sighs) oh yeah it's miserable some days the humidity so that's the body i crave there and in full honesty it's being comfortable with how i feel in my skin Mm -hmm. and because it Along with the journey from November of doing the prescription weight loss, I even said to her on this last one, I was like, so this little piece right here above my belly button, I was like, what am am I supposed to do there? Mm -hmm. And she was like, the only thing that fixes that surgery. That's what I've told Scott when he's like, I have the legit pregnancy and then C-section shelf. Like it is is there and nothing is going to take it away. And I'm fully aware of that. And I told Scott when his company gets sold for a gajillion dollars. First thing we're doing is scheduling an appointment for but, me to get a tummy tuck. I so care. I looked into that though, because I was like, <laughs> do I want that? If that uh-huh. is the only solution, do uh-huh. I? And I looked into it and I was like, nope, mm-hmm. don't want to, don't, first of all, it's not a money thing. It's a straight up. I don't want to go through that process. I That's do fine. not want mm-hmm. that. And I am okay with that. <laughs> and you and know how I am with right. needles you and do shit. You, boo. Yeah. you right. do you. Oh, it's not but judgment. It's, it's my fear of needles. It's the needles. It's the drains. Stop it. Stop talking about it. <laughs> because That's people don't realize that. Like right. when you get plastic surgery, when you get abdo- <laughs> especially abdominal surgery, they have to put in drains because yeah. as your as your tissue, the swelling is going down, the fluid has to go somewhere. Yeah. And so there's these little bulbous like. Yes, thank you. You're still talking. <laughs> Some of our listeners might not be aware. There's these little bulbous like sacs that, that fill with fluid as your body is healing or else you would get really sick. And so that's what yeah. I was like. Do, do I want it bad enough for that? Right. And my response was, no, I do not. And my and response so. is, yes. <laughs> Send me to yeah. the spa. That's going to. So, I've always had that little pooch my entire life. Me too. Uh-huh. Mine's from Mine's, the umbilical cord. My doctor told me it's when they when I was a baby and how they uh-huh. cut my umbilical cord. It's just this little piece of skin instead of your belly button being like open. Uh-huh. So that, she gave me the actual word for it. It's just this little. Okay. So Mine was actually in. like a lower abdominal. Like I've always had a little extra. Well, yeah, I have pooch. that too. Yeah. It's the Rue pooch. Yeah. I have the Rue pouch, whatever, yeah. Rue pooch, whatever. But it's the, but since babies and I am very short torsoed and so mm-hmm. my skin just grew out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of extra skin and tissue. There was nothing, like there literally is nothing you can do. And so okay. that's when I had to come and make that decision. So that would be the body I crave, but I don't crave it enough to. Right. To do what needs to happen in order right. to make that occur. Right. Yeah. And I don't yeah. crave it enough right now to be like, we're going to save in a lot of money. That's a that priority. Spend. It's right. not a priority mm-hmm. and unless we have a gajillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when it'll be a priority. I was like. And somebody else can watch my kids. Yeah. While I For like a recover. Week. Be in there. How it works. Yeah. I don't yeah. get to talk about my body I crave. Would you? Like, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, want to talk to you about you the body. No, I think that's Joe works out with a trainer. Like uh-huh. he has. The, that's why I was saying. Like Brandon, I would say like sitting here thinking about this. So I'm a husband. I've got two teenage daughters, and so I understand that I don't come close to understanding the struggles that you guys are dealing with because there was none of that cultural stuff when I was growing up about the way that I looked versus how I should mm-hmm. feel as a person. 
and I really notice it in my wife and my kids and I feel like that sucks and I don't know what to do about it, but it's, it is what it is. I'd say in my thirties or twenties, even I would work out and be like, this would be nice if I looked bigger, but now it's definitely now that I'm in my forties, it's definitely, I just want to be around like the body I crave Mm -hmm. is the one that's going to survive longer. Mm -hmm. And so I work out with that mentality. Like I'm doing this so that I have more time so I can see my kids grow Mm -hmm. up and potential grandkids and stuff. And so it, it really is. I remember seeing a cartoon once in the New Yorker. It was like a, a woman standing in front of a mirror. And then what she saw was like this fat version of herself. And yep. like the guy with yeah. the dad bod standing in yep. front of the mirror. And what he saw was like this huge, that's Superman. how I am in front of the mirror. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I look awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I have a dad bod, but that, that whole side doesn't bother me. And I realize it's because of all the cultural stuff. Cause I didn't grow up with all that crap hanging over my head. Like mm-hmm. women had to. Yep. You don't make the dad bod mean anything about you. Like personally about how good you are in the world, about your ability to do your job or provide for a family. You can own that. Yeah, it's not tied to identity like I think it is for a lot of women who have been Mm -hmm. trained to think that it's tied to their identity Mm -hmm. by cultural stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can just look by and have a big stomach in the mirror one day and be like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) hey, sexy. That's because you've been eating. That That's I don't my even, food, baby. Two seconds later, I do not care That's at all. Food, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. That's so funny. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Jillian. Yeah, Tell thank you so much for having me. Where can they find you and how can they connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me at bodyyoucrave.com. You can listen to the podcast. It's the Body You Crave podcast. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, I've got a free Facebook community called The Body You Crave Community. And to keep it super simple, my new book is out on Amazon. It's a Body You Crave. Surprise, it's a 60-day food and love it. Love it. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Food and self-love. Loving food and yourself. Yep. Awesome. Both at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And as if, because that's the thing. It's like people are like, oh, wait, I can do that at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Banana pants. blown. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. And what? Sorry. (laughs) There's this thing that's going to do all that work for you. Uh, Yep. I was like, wait. So, you ready? Outro. Yeah. I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? ready Thank you so much for having us. Do you need a snack? I have apples. I do because I haven't eaten because I felt like shit. And so now I swear I'm not even hungry. But I have a heart. You want a heart boiled egg and some No, I literally don't want to put anything in my body because I feel. Okay. So we'll talk about that. We can talk about this in a sec. Okay. I got some tips for you. Okay. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And And you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.